Monte Carlo, a playground for the rich and famous. Ferraris, Lamborghinis, diamonds, pocket aces. Now, pocket aces might feel like diamonds sometimes, but sometimes they might be cubic zirconias. We're going to break down a tough spot with aces today on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Diamond Levy. I like the nickname. Yeah, it's a good fan of that nickname. Yeah, that was an interesting opening. Thanks. There were some high points and some low points. <laughs> is what I would say with that one. Yeah, definitely had some nice high points. Uh, like what? Um, when you said sometimes they can be cubic zirconias. Yeah, I think it's zirconium, but whatever. It was great. It was great. Um, the whole like, what did you say? Like fast cars, like all these rich things. And you said pocket aces. This is like a diamond or gold or something. Yeah, weird. yeah. I'm trying to equate poker with like real life wealth and yeah. aces being the the one percent. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. It was a little weird. Um, also, so. that voice. I don't know, man. I'm not so sure about that voice for the whole opening. Just well, you sold on it you, for the whole opening. How can you say that? In the past, I've done openings where I start with a weird voice and I end up with my normal <laughs> voice. And you're like, you got to come in. You got to stay with the voice. Well, I have more data now and I don't feel that way anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a process, man. I'll work on other voices. Maybe if I get my Russian accent going. Oh, that or, sounds great. Or my Dan Shack voice going. There you one, go. One of those. But still, overall, a perfectly solid open. Thanks. Sure. C plus. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is the first time we've done a breakdown from the new produced Poker Stars Championship hands. We are very happy because they're back. They're finally back. It's now, great. The Poker Stars Championship is what used to be called the EPT. They still got the same crew. They got Hardigan and Stapleton. Um, that's kind of how we the EPT coming out every week with those episodes yeah. is how we started this podcast in a way. Yeah, it's, we began back in the day doing the EPT hand of the week. Right. We That's just, what it was. We would pick a hand. We didn't have anybody listening, so there was no suggestors. That's right. But we would pick a hand from that week's EPT episode. So it was... You oh, know, my gosh. Really? Yeah. We, we would each watch the episode yeah. and like write... Remember, I would come with notes like written down which hands were... It was a big deal to even decide, Let's we can do hands that aren't from this week's episode. We'll do it from other episodes yeah, yeah. on the EPT. And then eventually it turned into what Just it is. good hands of whatever. It makes more sense. It makes way more sense. But at the time, we were just like, okay, so this is a poker show that everybody watches every week. Why don't we talk right. about one hand from that week of, of the show? I mean, honestly, that does make a lot of sense. And yeah. I kind of love that as an idea. And, you know, I don't know why no one's doing that. Like, that's pretty <laughs> great. Well... We're sort of doing it. Yeah. Not really. Not anymore. Anyway, it's a cool idea. But that's how it all started. And then and then the EPT sadly went away. Yeah. But by that time, we had enough people who were suggesting hands that we didn't have to do any of that stuff. That is for sure. And now we're back. It feels great. And there's no time constraints of any kind. <laughs> we're going to take our time with this one. <laughs> In case you could tell, that is untrue. <laughs> there are major time constraints on this particular episode. And Grant is highly aware of it, and is somehow going off on major tangents early on in this podcast. This, I mean, this, I'm concerned. This hand is not going to take that long. That's what we often say, and then it takes an We're hour. Just, it's going to be easy breezy. Let's, Let's talk about the different types of easy and breezy. It's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay. Let's do it. I mean, it's going to be at least a half hour. You have to realize that. Of course. That's fine. It's going to be more than that. We're I'm only sure. three and a half minutes in. Let's I know, but you're wasting time. Talk real slow. <laughs> <laughs> I have an appointment. <laughs> it's not that. That's all I'm saying. Doesn't matter. All right. We'll see if we make it or not. You know, and I'm just saying, folks, if about 40 minutes from now, 
only one person's on the show, you'll know why. Because I'm just going to get up and leave. You got, you got more than that amount of time? Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. But 40 minutes, I'm out. You just don't care I'm about out. the audience? You don't like the audience to enjoy the podcast? <laughs> A nice slow, slow podcast. I could take them or like leave them. Like Southern Barbecue in the summer. The audience, you know, whatever. Uh, speaking of the audience, this hand was suggested by the Twitter master. Oh, yeah. This is like at least suggestion number three or four from Twitter master. Yeah. Certainly number three. I can yeah. think of the other two. Right. So thanks, Mr. Twitter master. Twitter. We think um, this, this hand has some interesting elements in it, mainly from the play of Lee Han Chong. Correct. Who ends up in a spot based on a trap and doesn't know what to do. And that correct. That's something that happens to a lot of people all of the time, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like this is something, one of my major complaints is often people make plays without seemingly planning for the next possible actions. They don't really like go down the decision tree at all. And so they're just playing like for the moment in front of them. I'm not necessarily saying that's what Lee Hong Chong is Hong doing. Chong. Hong Chong yeah. is doing. Um, but I feel like that is, that is a, something I see a lot anyway. Yeah. So we'll, let's get into it. Okay. It's a cool hand. It is. All right. So Ish. we're day four. <laughs> Of the Poker Stars Championship, uh, the blinds are 8K and 16K. Garbage human named Souza opens two sevens plus one to 37K. Yeah. Doesn't matter what his stack size is. Lee Han Chong has two aces. Ace of spades, ace of diamonds. So there's already an element here of, okay, a guy opened an early position. If I three bet, it looks super strong, right? Like, unless, of sure. course, we're, we're short, but Han Chong's not. Souza's deep. Ha- Han Chong has one, oh, 1.2 yeah. million at 16K, big blind. Okay, so he's got a lot of blinds, and the other and Sousa's got blinds too. Right, so That's obviously a good reason to three bet, right? Yeah, to get more money in. The guy's probably got a pretty good hand. He opened in relatively early yep. position. He's often going to call our raise. These are all good reasons to three bet. Yeah. You don't have to three bet, but that's a good reason to. A reason not to is because you're afraid of scaring him away, I suppose, just because he opened in early position and you're deciding to three bet. Like, yeah. Might just fold ace-queen off. Yes, uh, you really might fold that ace-queen off. But, you know, he's going to call with all pocket pairs and stuff like that. Yeah. So he that's is. good. And all the suited stuff he's probably going to call with, too. At least a lot of it. Han Chong decides to flat, and maybe it's because he doesn't want to scare away Souza, and maybe it's because there are short stacks behind maybe. who he thinks might shove. Yeah, sure. And you know what? It's okay once in a while to, to do this. This protects your flatting range. I don't, like, hate it or anything like that, but it's a reasonable time to three-bet, obviously. Like, mostly you want to three-bet here, right? Yeah. Yeah, you could go with... I mean, he has two different colored aces. Ace of spades, ace of diamonds. Maybe that's when he flats. But that's too many. I mean, that's just how we do it. Doesn't mean that's how. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? No, we, we don't do that. Okay. Nobody listen. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, and also, we do the opposite. Um, so it folds around to Paul Francois Tedeschi. I mean, his name's so cool. I thought originally uh, Hardigan called him Poor Francois Tedeschi because uh, he has Ace King. Exactly. Oh, Poor Francois Tedeschi. What is he ever to do? He's got big slick. Now, this is another thing that could happen for Han Chong that's good when he flats here. Like, yeah. Tedeschi, if Han Chong three bets, is probably just going to fold, right? No. You don't think so? No. How, many, how, many, how deep is Tedeschi? Tedeschi starts the hand with 680K. And so he's got 40 blinds? Yeah. Something like that, a little more. Um, you think he's just going to fold ace-king suited? It's off-suit. But oh, it is. you think he's just going to fold ace-king? I mean, let's. I don't feel like people are in the business of folding ace king to three bets very often. Even when Col- plus one opens, and then the next guy, you have significant blockers, as Grant Dennison likes to say these days. Yeah, and you also have a really good hand. There's, a, there's a chance hands. he would fold. There is a chance he would fold, but mostly he wouldn't. Right? Most people don't fold ace king in this spot. Mostly not, but he would yeah. definitely fold ace queen. Right? 
Um, I think he's supposed to fold ace. He could turn into a bluff or fold it. I think those are his only two options with ace-queen. I mean, it's not a great spot for ace-king. Don't pretend it's like this incredible, obvious slam dunk move in with ace-king if plus one opens and then another deep player three bets. I mean, I don't who, know if you're going to move in, but I think you're four bet. I think players four bet a lot here. And also can flat. You can flat or four bet. You don't have to, you don't have to raise. You can just flat it. It's kind of cool because it looks like you have jacks or tens. Turns out you have ace-king. It's not the end of the world. What would you do? Um, it would really depend what I thought about the other two players. I think that's the whole game in this one. Yeah. You know, if I felt like Hong Chong is the kind of guy who is going to three bet a lot of his strength or, you know what I mean? And flat with like the sort of the opposite of what he's doing here. Like if he's, if he's going to be weak a lot with this cause, which you would expect yeah. actually, that means I just have to get through the plus one guy. And so if I thought he was opening even a little bit wide, I'd probably feel just obligated to, uh, to put in a three bet. By the uh, way, we're talking about if Hong Chong three bets. Right, right. Sorry. I feel if Hong Chong three bets, I apologize. You're totally right. If, so it's the opposite of what I said. It's um, if I feel like he's the kind of guy who's got a bunch of three bets in him. Yeah. If he's a three betting machine, even to some degree, some light three bets. Feels like a pretty straightforward four bet to me. All right. Well, let's assume he's not a three betting machine because okay. he decided to flat aces. And unless he's just terrible. I mean, you know, some guys are, but it doesn't mean he is. Yeah. We don't know that he is. Let's assume he's not terrible. Okay. And I think if he's not terrible, he's probably also not a three-betting machine because if you're a right. three-betting machine, you're going to want a three-bet aces. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So he's a normal three-betting. He's got a normal three-betting range here. Yeah. Um, it still depends because, like, normal is different for different people. Some people are only three-betting very tight range. Some people are three-betting, you know, nines plus, you know, and ace-queen and stuff like that. And that's, this is pretty good hand against that range. This hand's doing fine. Against that range. Yeah, but some people, some other people are only three betting like Queens plus. Yeah. We're doing terrible against that range. We don't want anything to do with that. I think we're, I think we're forced to at least call, though, I, even if he three bets. I don't think we should fold. I don't necessarily think we're forced to. If we really think he's the Queens plus guy, I don't think we should call. If we have 45 blinds, it costs us like seven blinds to call. I don't know. I feel like we're just... I mean, we block aces and kings. Yeah. Seems like a bad idea just to fold ace king. Unless, I mean, unless he's super, if he's super, super tight, we could find a fold. But I think otherwise we should not fold. All I'm saying is it's possible that Han Chong would not have gotten action from Tadeshi if he three bet. But now he's definitely going to get some sort of action okay. from Tadeshi. Fine. It's at least possible. I think it's, I think it's very likely he would have gotten some action no matter what, but it's possible. I don't know. I kind of prefer a fold in that spot unless it's a maniac. I really do. Really? Yeah. That's kind of my thing. I think it's a, a much tougher spot with Ace-King if, like, under the gun opens, under the gun plus one, three bets, and we're in the big blind with Ace-King or something like that. That's kind of what happened here. Well, like where's Hong Chong? What position is he? I think he's in the hijack. So that's not even close to plus one. Well, that's plus, miles well, away. plus one opened in Hong Chong, three bet in the hijack. Right. That's really different. I'm saying the, the, the guy, the two strongest possible ranges would have opened in three right, bet right. versus this, which is much different, right? Well, it's a pretty strong range, and then somebody deciding to three bet that. Assuming it's a normal range for the opener, yeah. it's a relatively strong range. Yes. I, mean, I mean, like, think back to playing no limit tournaments, and I know you, you don't do that that often these days. Hey, neither do you, buddy. Yeah, but think about, like, how often do you see three bets that don't come from two late position players, like an open and then a late position three bet? Um, like you, mean, when, you mean light three bets or just yeah, three bets in just general? just three bets in general. Like when plus one opens and somebody three bets from any position, you assume that person is very strong. I do. I do. But again, it depends on also how they value, how they value their hands. Like some people think two tens is a very strong hand there, you know, and three bet. I've certainly had people three bet me with tens when I opened an early position many times. You know? Yes. Just saying. 
So so it really comes down to the players, which is like, it depends on what I think about their ranges and what I've seen them do and what I haven't seen them do. Assuming no information at all, if I just sat down at the table, I would probably call. Okay. I don't think I would fold. You would fold? I would fold. Okay. Um, Anyway, that's not the spot we're in. We've got 37K and a call from Han Chong. Tedeschi with 680K in the big blind has ace king off and he three bets to 140K. Right, so he's only got five thirty-seven left, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's, and, and this is a pretty big three bet, but we're out of position. We want to get the job done a lot. Like we'd, we'd be happy to take it down. Absolutely, we don't mind getting we don't mind getting action. We don't mind someone shoving on us. I think we're absolutely obligated to call here. I think once we three bet, yeah, we're even if plus one shoves. Yeah, we just have to go right. We put in so much of our stack, right? And we have a really good hand, and we figure we're flipping like most of the time against queens or something. Right? Yeah, mostly. Yeah, I mean, once we put in this size three, but we absolutely can't fold preflop unless maybe plus one moves in and then Han Chang also moves in. Yeah, yeah. Then, then we could. I think then we should probably find a fold. Then yeah. we're praying they both have queens or they both have the same hand as us or something like yeah. that, right? It doesn't seem like a good spot anymore. No, it doesn't. But against one player, though, we're going with it. Yeah. Um, so then the garbage human Souza folds. He's not getting the right price to set mine against Dashi's stack here. And uh, you made a face. I was just thinking about... Um, there's also the Hong Chong. Like if, we, if we call, he may call, and then we might be able to have the right price to set mine. Yeah. That's what I was wondering about. But 100K more with sevens here is kind of like, most of the time we're losing 100K and it sucks. That's true. But, you know, if we're getting the right price, we're getting the right price. That's yeah. All. So I'm just wondering if the implied odds of Hong Chong's stack make it worth getting the, make it, because he could just fold. I mean, the implied odds, like, it doesn't feel like he has a very strong hand. The implied stock. odds get worse three ways because of the potential of losing when we flop a set more frequently. I mean, I disagree strongly with that sentence. Like the implied odds get better because more people have a chance to flop strong and we can cooler them or something, you know, there's both. Right. So I don't think it gets worse. It gets worse and better. If it gets, it ends up at minus, what does that mean? It ends up at minus (laughs) 0.01% if you do the math. Yeah. I guess I haven't done the math. I guess you haven't. Let's talk about the math for about 45 minutes. (laughs) We've already, this this is like 20 minutes into the show. It's only 13 minutes. (laughs) You're being a baby. We're pre-flop over here. We're pre-flop. I'm just saying. Let's talk about what what suits we should. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so. All right. So now it's back on Han Chong. And the immediate thought that comes to me is, great. Now we can move in and Tedeschi, unless he has a weird bluff, has to call. There's, I mean, there's two ways to play this. They're both totally reasonable. We can move in and assume he's going to call with his entire range of strength here, right? Yeah. Like, he's never folding jacks. I can't believe... I don't think he's folding tens either if he decided to three-bet them. I think he's probably just going to go with them. You would think. We, we got to believe he's calling ace-king here, right? Yeah. Um, Something you said when we were watching the video, and I agree with, is a lot of players will play a, a hand like eights or nines like this, like Han Chong, yeah. and then decide once the three-bet happens, like, well, I don't want to have to play a post-flop. I'm just going to move in. Right. Like, if you got me, you got me, whatever. Yeah. But, like... Maybe you'll fold. Maybe and I, the race is whatever. I don't want to make a bad fold post-flop, basically. Yeah. yeah. And I'm the type of person who will, so I'm just going to move in. I see people do that a lot. Yeah. Um, don't love it, but I see them do it. So, um, yeah. So, I think uh, moving in is completely reasonable. However, if we think Tedeschi does have bluffs here, not that I think he would have a lot of bluffs It's here, hard for him to have bluffs when plus one opens. I mean, plus one opened and then folded. So. Right. Maybe Tadeshi knows that that guy's... He had sevens. It's not like that bad of a hand to open. I understand. But I'm just saying, like, 
he's willing to fold some of his opening range. Right. But it's just kind of a rough spot to be bluffing as Tadeshi when we have 680K at 16K big blind and we're putting in 140K yep. like, against the plus one opener. I mean, if you're a uh, psycho, there's some psychos who will do stuff like that. Yeah, I suppose so. I don't think Tadeshi is a psycho at all, though. The only time I can think of him playing, he's the guy who uh, had the queens in the royal flush hand, right? Oh, is he? I think he is. I think he, you're right. Yeah. He opened flop top set and slow played it into oblivion. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So there's so I've never seen him do anything psychotic at all. Basically, I've right. only ever seen him have it and play strong. Yeah. Or slow play his hand, whatever. That, like, like you would expect him to be value heavy here is, is what I'm saying. I agree. No, I think moving in is the first thing I would think of and probably what I would do right now. Because also, like, what am I supposed to have? Like, how do I have aces? Like, I never have aces here. So hard. So what do you think are some benefits of flatting? Are there any benefits of flatting with aces here? I mean, if we think Tadesh is the kind of guy who can find a fold with yeah. a lot of his range, then I think we should just flat, right? Yeah. And get it later. He's going to see bet a lot or have a showdownable hand a lot and give us more chips on the flop. Yeah. There's not like a whole lot we're really afraid of because we can always sort of say to ourselves, well, we're trying to get it in anyway. So right. like the flop comes out, it's scary. We can still go with our hand most of the time. I mean, if it ends up coming king, king, queen, and we just call and the turns a queen, we can like consider folding. We could consider that. Right? Yeah. But that's like what we're talking about. Like yeah. it's sort of an Armageddon level yeah. board. Or if it's like king, queen, jack, all not our suit. And then yeah. the, the, sort of nine, the, low flop. the nine of the same <laughs> suit. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, okay, fine. And the guy bets again. Yeah. Or whatever. It goes check, check the turn. And then he bets big on the river. We can probably find a fold a lot there. I yeah. agree. But fine, yeah. besides that. Yeah. I think I prefer moving in in general just because I think we're getting a lot of calls and we have the nuts right now. Also, he's a short-ish stack who just put in a bunch of his stack when he didn't have to. Yeah. He's probably got something. Yeah. But Han Chong decides to flat. Okay. That's Do- fine. Doesn't want to chase away his guy. You know, let's just say we're balancing our range and call it, call it even. I don't know. Like, okay. Fine. All right. We can do that sometimes. You know where you don't want to chase away your guy? Nitrogen sports poker. Yeah. Where all the guys are there to get chased away when you three bet. That's why you don't want to chase them away because you want to win that Bitcoin. Oh, everyone knows what that is these days. Grand. It's everywhere. It's in the media, bro. Yeah. Forbes makes a fake article about it every four minutes. (laughs) CNN loves talking about the Bitcoin. Yeah. Hey, do you know how much money you would have if you just invested $300 in Bitcoin in 2012? Well, if you had won $300, you you would be a billionaire. If you had won $300 in Bitcoin on nitrogen sports poker, You'd be rich, 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 Grant. <laughs> because you can <laughs> if play. You never sold, of course. Yeah, you <laughs> just let that go. You can because um, you can play poker. You can sports bet. They've got a casino thing going. The whole deal. It's Bitcoin only. And if you, it's what? Just shut up and let me do. <laughs> what the is Bitcoin? <laughs> it's, it's one of the hard forks that's coming. Oh, okay. It's it's Bitcoin only. Um, and if you use the link in the description when you sign up, that's the description in this podcast, of course, or of this podcast. Uh, you get access to special poker guys events, free rolls, tournaments. We have one coming up on the thirty first. It's probably gonna be a tenth of a millibit buy and super cheap like a dollar 70 right now in uh bitcoin it could be more by then yeah, yeah. it goes up <laughs> yeah. a bit, but two dollars whatever yeah and uh and the the amount of money in the purse is going to be much much exceeding the total prize pool or the total prize pool is going to exceed whatever the money should be it's gonna be a massive overlay is what i'm trying to say use the link in the description when you sign up is what i'm trying to say grant another advantage of bitcoin besides that if you hold it it seems to go up which is nice is that um if you win a nitrogen sports poker room and you want to Take out that Bitcoin. It's pretty easy to do. You just send it to your Bitcoin address, and it takes 5 to 20 minutes most of the time. If you're unlucky, maybe it'll take an hour, which is unheard of. I mean, other poker sites, it takes days. Even in Bitcoin, it takes days. Yeah. So this is the thing to do, peeps. Get on the nitrogen. Get you some poker. Yeah. Bootcoin. 
<laughs> it's a new thing. It's a Wild West version of Bitcoin. I kind of love it, actually. Bootcoin. Yeah. What's special about Bootcoin, do you think? I think it's all the forks is, of something special. Well, what it's the most lasso heavy of all of the Bitcoin forks. Hmm. So, Interesting. Like, uh, if you're a rancher, you might want Bootcoin instead of Bitcoin because... When buying a lasso from certain lasso retailers, if you use Bootcoin, you get 25% off. I'm pretty sure. That's, <laughs> that's pretty good. I'm pretty sure um, Bootcoin is just like, you know, old AOL. When you turn it on, it says, you've got mail. Yeah. When you, uh, when you open your wallet, your Bootcoin wallet, it says, howdy, ma'am. How are things, ma'am? <laughs> like that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, you know, there's, like, lots, of, there's lots of benefits of Bootcoin. It's a very cordial coin. <laughs> <laughs> we may not have a lot of time, but we always got time for jokes. Let's spend some more time on that. Fine with me. Let's go. Oh, you're I'm having trying, a good time. You're trying I'm to play the reverse. I'm now. having a good time. I want to go fast now. You did it. I own you, bro. <laughs> so the pot is 339k after Han Chong flats. We're going to the flop. We got Ace of Hearts, King of Spades for Tadeshi, and Ace of Diamonds, Ace of Spades for Han Chong. Tadeshi has 537k. He's got less than a pot and a half. Yes. Okay. Flop is King of Hearts, Queen of Hearts, Four of Hearts. What? That is a humongous flop for Tadeshi. Yes, he flops top pair, top kicker, nut flush draw. Han Chong does not love this flop. This is a bad flop for his aces. It's not one of the best flops. It's not the end of all end times flops, but it sucks. It sucks. It's really not what we wanted to see. But, you know, I mean, come on. It's fine. If we give Tadeshi traditional value here. Yeah. We are obviously worried about a set of kings and a set of queens. No question. Um, That's about he it. He doesn't have too many flushes in his range because he's probably not going to three bet ace jack of hearts. I don't think he is. I wouldn't expect him to. Yeah. Four, and yeah. So no flushes. It's really just kings and queens. That's it, right? Yeah. So it's six combos of problems for us. Yes. Okay. Um, and he probably doesn't really have ace queen too often, right? I don't know. So some, some players are going to show up with ace queen. Here. There's six combos of problems and six combos of we got him because with us blocking aces and a king on the board, there's six combos of ace king. Right. Of course, some of those include the ace of hearts, which means there's more to fade. That's true. But so be it. So be it. Half of them include the ace of hearts. That's correct. And yes. the guy can have ace queen. Same thing. Yeah. Which you probably can't. I don't know. Some guys three bet ace queen. You know that. Yeah. But he's in the big blind. You just call with ace queen. I know, he may sink with 40 some odd blinds. He wants to. I don't know. People do weird things with ace queen. Yeah. I would just call with it for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. So Deshi is dancing in his boot coins. He's feeling real good. Yeah. Uh, he's Howdy, like, ma'am. He's uh, mostly, I think what he's hoping for is what is, what do you think his ultimate hope would be for Chong's hand? Oh, interesting question. I guess Ulti- King, King Jack of spades or something like that. I mean, yeah, that's pretty. I mean, Ace King with is pretty good too. You're just free rolling him. Yeah, but I guess your ultimate hope you want to do better than that. Yeah, I want him to have King Jack of yeah. Something. The guy's got two outs. Fine. Yeah, like we'll take that. Two outs. I win every other card. Every other. And by the way, two outs. If he hits it, I still have outs. It's right. Yeah. But but King Jack may not double us. I up mean, it anymore. is a monster swap. But if we get action, we're 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 fine with it. But there are like a lot of problem hands for us that Han Chong has in his range. No question. He can have a lot of. He can't really have the sets. Turns out he can, but in yeah. our mind, we, he can't really have the sets. King, queen. He can have king, queen. He can have the flushes for sure. He can have the nut flush, but he can have other flushes. Set of fours. Yep. He can have the jack ten of hearts. Probably not the set of fours. I don't know. He's not getting the right implied odds pre-flop. Oh, you're right. He shouldn't have this. But he might be able to have the jack ten of hearts and things like that, right? He might be able to have like the seven, eight of hearts. Although he's probably, I don't know, pre-flop is... Can he have king, jack with the jack of hearts? 
Is he really going to call three bet? Maybe he he's can closing have, the action he can position. Have two jacks with the jack of hearts, but he might decide to fold that on this board. If he we also bet. might have moved us in pre. Yeah. Or three. So I guess there's not actually that much that's so bad. It's mostly just king queen. Yeah, and that's fine. Like yeah. it, whatever. Like we don't. Just, we you don't know you're getting in and against king queen. We don't expect aces. No, that is not the concern. So Tadeshi happily bets 162k into 339k, leaving himself how much? Uh, leaving himself, let's see, he had 537. So like 370 or something like that. Something like that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So That's he's committed to this 375 pot. 375 is what's left. He's committed to this pot. So what do you want to do with Han Chong now? I mean, it's a crappy spot for aces, but it's like we didn't play this to fold. It would be absurd to fold right now. Yeah. Absolutely absurd. I mean, as always, we got two options, right? It seems like every time I say we have options, there are always two, right? We can call and I guess go with any non-bad card on the turn. If it's a heart, we can fold. If, if it's a heart, he moves in. We're going to have to fold. If it's a king, we can consider it. We have to consider folding on a king and at least think about a queen. I think we have to call on a queen. Because he's often going to check the flop with a queen comes. Yeah, and also he's rarely going to have a queen in his hand. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's it, though, right? I mean, if a jack or a 10 comes, we're not going to fold if he moves in, are we? No, because how, how does he have a straight? You know, like, He'd I have guess. to have two jacks. Yeah. Or two tens or, and have C bet and C bet to fold, I guess, and yeah. now I've got there. Right, because he probably doesn't have King Jack or King Ten or Queen Jack or Queen Ten ever. Seems unlikely. Yeah. So I think we're just gonna have to go with it. So a heart, heart is or the a worst king. card. King is bad. That's about so it. So we can play it perfectly against his actual hand. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. You'd have to think about it with a queen too. If he actually moves in and a queen comes, because what's he doing it with? Yeah. You have to think about it. But, but with stack to pot enough. ratio, it is also reasonable to move in and be like yeah, that's true. I like hope you whatever. fold your two jacks if you have the jack of hearts in your hand. Like, that would be great yeah. if I got to win this pot without having to see it to showdown. But, you know, you're getting the right. It's not the end of the world to have him call because you're yeah. only, only one card to come. You win, you know, 75% of the time. Yeah. It's good either way. Yeah. The thing is, when if we were to just call here, we have to understand that Tedeshi is pot committed almost always and it's going to move in on most turns regardless of what they are. Maybe yes. he checks a heart if he doesn't have it. But, like, if a heart comes... And he doesn't have anything. If he's some, I mean, I don't know if he's ever bluffing, but like he's just gonna feel like he has to move in most of the time, right? Yeah. So we have to recognize that and understand the movement's coming on the turn. Most. I think I'm folding on hearts, though. I think you have to fold on hearts. Although, what's he moving in with? He's moving in with not the ace of hearts. No, just the ace of hearts. Wouldn't he check the ace of hearts with half a pot left on the turn? Yeah, on the turn. Give us a chance to bluff. Like, what are we supposed to call him with? The king and queen of hearts are out there. That's true. I think you probably check. Maybe maybe, we, maybe we're gonna find a call anyway with a heart. Yeah, maybe I don't know. That's a whole other. We were podcast. supposed to get it in pre-flop anyway. I mean, I love that rationale. Yeah. Like whatever, let's go. It's fine. I, as opposed to like, I can make a new decision. Like it's well, a good way. To when Han Chong flat flatted though pre-flop, he wasn't hoping for this. He was hoping for a much easier decision. Of course, he's hoping for like the four 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 flop. I was gonna say four four ten. But yeah. yeah, sure. We'll take all. We would have taken that, but whatever. Here we are. Here we are, and he cannot fold. Of he course. decides just to call. It's okay to just call. It's okay to move in, but it's just fine in just in case to call. Tadeshi has some bluffs, which obviously Han Chong probably thinks Tadeshi has some bluffs considering that he flatted preflop, right? If he didn't think Tadeshi had bluffs in his range here. Right. He would have just moved in. Yeah. That's right. Um, so he's probably, so we have to think he has bluffs and also we have to think he's committed anyway. Why scare him off? Yeah. Which is reasonable. Right. So now we got the call. We have 663 in the pot. Tadeshi only has 375 remaining. I mean, okay. Here we go. 
The turn is the deuce of spades. That's as bricky as it gets. Tedeschi's still very confident he has the best hand, most likely. Of course. I would think I had the best hand. I'd be yeah. thrilled to move and if in I, And if you don't, you still got the ace of hearts in your hand. Right. But how do you not have the best hand? Right. Would be the question. The guy's slow playing king-queen? Like, yeah. wh- whatever. I got it. I got, got it. this. So Tedeschi moves in. Yeah. Believing, hoping to get called. And Han Chong does not snap call. Nope. That he was a starts, brick, though. Starts thinking. He's like, wait a second. What can I beat? Well, there are things you can beat. Huh? You can beat all the ace kings. Yep. And you can beat, if there, are, if there are bluffs, you can beat bluffs. I mean, we can do some simple math and say you need to call here. Yeah. Like, if there are bluffs, obviously you beat the bluffs. Right. Unless the bluffs were the ace x of hearts, then you're losing to that. But I mean, you don't have to be right very often at all. We're like 25% of the time in terms of chip EV to be right here. Yeah, it's about a half a pot shove. Right. I yeah. mean, holy moly, we have aces. We're massively underrepped. Yeah, we're getting three to one. We're losing to kings. We're losing to queens. That might be it. How can we fold? Right. So of the value, there's kings and queens, which is six combos, and there's ace king, which is six, six combos. combos. So clearly getting three to one, that makes it a snap call. Is it possible that Tedeschi, if he had ace queen and decided to three bet it and decided to bet the flop, now feels like, well, I'm committed anyway. I'm not going to let you draw for free to your heart and moves in? Possibly. Possibly, but I still don't believe he would have three bet ace queen in he, the first place. He may not have. But again, some, on the EPT, back in the day, people three bet ace queen all the time. Man. It's 2017. Yeah, and to you. This is from 2017. No, I know. But it doesn't mean Tedeschi's living in 2017. Oh. Jan Michael oh. Vincent's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> How many sectors? Yeah, that's a, that's a deep inside joke for Rick and Morty fans. 16 only. sectors and only eight. Yeah, we, last, last Monday podcast, we made this joke originally. So if you're a loyal listener, you may get it. But if not, we understand. Yeah, you should, you're not supposed to. Really. Yeah, we don't expect anyone to get it. So we're just going to keep talking about it. Okay, so here's the thing. Han Chong folds. Yeah. This is bad. You can't fold. It sucks. I, I agree, Han Chong. It sucks. But even if we just say straight up, he's got only ace, king, kings, and queens. Yeah. That's it. Forget it. He's got no bluffs at all. Just value. 50% of the time, I'm going to lose. Let's say he's got the hand he has only. Ace of hearts. King. You're going to lose more than 50% of the time, by the way. Oh. Oh, no, I understand. Yeah. No, that's not what I'm talking about yet. I'm saying 50% of the time you're ahead, 50% of the time you're behind. Um, Even if we say he's doing only with the Ace of Hearts, which I don't think we could say. That seems absurd to me. No, I don't think so. Um, I think we still have to call because we want to win 25% of the time here. Yeah. Like, that is such a powerful thing. I think what ended up happening is Hong Chong looked at it and thought, is this guy really going to put his whole life on the line without having a super strong hand? The thing is, Tedeschi thinks he does have a super strong hand, and he does. It's just right. not as good as Hong Chong's. Okay. So half, half the time, yeah. Hong Chong has 12% equity. Not 12% no, equity. way less. 4%. No, 4% equity. Excuse me. I did. It's really more um, like 5%, but yeah, go on. Okay. Half the time, he has 5%, 5%. Equity, equity. The other half? It's not half, actually. A quarter of the time. A quarter of the time, he has 95% equity. Correct. And uh, no, no, he's got, yeah, 95. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And then another quarter of the time, he's got mm-hmm. a 20, so it's like 70, 77% equity. 11 outs, and we're on the turn, yeah. right? 70, so yeah, 77, like 78% equity. That seems like a really easy call when you Considering say Considering we're way. getting three to one. Yeah. Um, assuming there aren't flushes in his range, I guess, where he just had like a random three-bet bluff pre-flop. I mean, if we believe he's got ace-jack of hearts in his range, though, that opens up his range yeah. much wider to everything else we have to call anyway, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, this is a call. I mean, if this is Benley Spindler we're calling, right? It's, just a, call. Gonna... it's just a call. It's just a call. It's just a call. 
but he decides to fold. And I understand it's a scary board, but we can't play our aces this way pre-flop and then fold when it's, although scary because of hearts and scary because of sets, feels pretty clean. Yeah. This hand is not as defined as it may feel like either from Hong Chong's point of view, you know. Like Tadeshi 3-bet, but since the flop came out, which is the first massive defining moment of the hand, really, right? Yeah. Um, all we know is he went bet-bet, and he had a small enough stack that he's going to do that a lot. Yeah. So we don't know a whole lot about him. And if we think he's tight, we still have to call based on the range we just came up with. Yeah. So there's nothing to this, ultimately. Maybe he just feels like it's not worth it. Maybe. But that's ridiculous. He also can afford it, by the way. He's the guy who has... He's going to have chips. He chose the high-variance route by, right. by flatting preflop. I right. know that sounds counterintuitive because he didn't put more chips in, but when you have the nuts and you choose just to call when there are a lot of cards to come, that's the high-variance route. If you decide the high-variance route is the way to go, you got to make the high-variance decisions later because you're supposed to get it in anyway. I mean, first of all, you obviously don't have to, right? right. Well, I, I, know, I know you don't think that either. Um, but overall, I completely agree with you. Like, of course, there are certain boards and certain spots where you would absolutely find a fold here, right? Yeah. Like, I think the jack of hearts coming on the turn, the ten of hearts coming on the turn, we should probably fold. Yes. Um, if he decides to move in um, anyway. Honestly, a heart coming and he puts another chip in the pot, it's going to be really hard for us to call. Yes. We could decide to call, but that's a whole other But at this decision. point, when it's hard to imagine value besides sets that are beating us, I think it's pretty clear. Right. And we can afford it. And we understand that he would take this line with ace-king also. Yeah. Very clearly, he would take this line with ace-king also. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, this is just a bit of a mistake. Yeah, it's a, it's a mistake. It's, uh, you know, um, Men at Work, Australian band yeah, from the I'm, 80s. Yeah, I'm aware of Men at Work. Oh, really? They land, have a song. Land Down Under? Yeah. Well, it's called Down Under, but sure. Yeah. I ve- come from a Land Down Vegemite Under. Vegemite Sandwich? Yes. Look at you. So smart. Um, they have a song called It's a Mistake. Yeah. And it's they a sing mistake. That Basically. It's a mistake. That's not how they say it. It's a mistake. That's not how it goes. But um, yeah, so, so similarly, this is also a mistake. <laughs> 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 yeah. See, I feel like we, um, we got so caught up in the time thing. Not that I was even thinking about it. Now we're done with the hand. And it's like we barely... How long has this podcast even been going for now? 33 minutes. I guess that's fine. I mean, it ended on the turn. I told you there was nothing to worry about. And you're all freaking out like a little baby because you got to get a massage. I mean, you know, if I'm late, I got to pay for it anyway. I've had it happen before, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything else we want to say about this hand or about the situation in general since we're here? Want to talk about slow paying aces for five minutes or something? What about it? I don't know. You should probably... Mostly don't. Yeah. Mostly don't. Because you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the one thing I will say about slow playing aces. And once in a while I do. But so I have a pretty tight three betting range in tournaments, I feel like. Um, and I get action no matter what. It feels like no matter what I do, I get action. No one ever believes me anyway. And I know we're all different. And maybe I give off certain. It's because things. you talk at the table all the time. I guess. But it's weird. People like, believe. Even when, against good players. Like it's a subconscious thing that happens when people talk a lot. You kind of automatically assume they're loose. Yeah. And they're playing a lot of hands. Yeah. Right, because they're like they're like part of your memory of things. Right? Yeah, yeah. But but it is fascinating to me. Like people don't notice. Even good players don't notice that actually I'm not playing many hands. Yeah, I think I would say, and I not that I don't talk a lot at the table. I talk a decent amount, but sometimes I'm quiet, depending on the table. Sure, I talk less than you for sure. You're a chatterbox. Was uh, I was I really talkative when we were both at the final table at the World Series? No, circuit? actually, you weren't. 
Yeah, I thought I thought. But I think it's because you were taking it really seriously at that point. I like, was often often you're you're talking a lot when you're at the table. I, I'm sure that's correct. Yeah, and sometimes I am, but only when I like people at the table. Really. Yeah, I that's, talk. Sometimes I talk because I don't like them. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> sometimes I'm silent. But I I have a I think I have a significantly wider three betting range yeah. than you do in tournaments, and I don't get that much action. Yeah. So I guess it works perfectly for both of us then. Actually, you're right. Yeah. Like, I'm tighter, and I get the action. You're looser, and you don't. That's just what we would want. Yeah. Like, maybe we've crafted it that way in some ways, too. Like, you start going down a path, and yeah, maybe. it makes sense. You, like, do it that way. But, yeah, I get, like, I'm always surprised at how much action I get. I'm like, I'm like I kind of have to have the nuts here, right, guys, the way I play this? Don't I have to have the nuts? And then, like, the other guy's like, I'm all in. I'm like, okay, great. I have the nuts, of course. <laughs> just like I obviously showed you in every possible way I could show you. It's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. We did it. Hallelujah. Let's call it done. All right. This was fun, though. All right. It's, it's, the hand is a little disappointing because yeah. Hong Chong just finds a fault when he shouldn't. That's why it's a breakdown hand. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's like, of course he called. Yeah. I guess there was just, we were seeing if we could find a reason for him to call or if we could default and we just couldn't do it. No. Right.